And now the moment we've all been waiting for. I am Nate Riggle, and you are listening to The Way of the Bonfire. All right. I bet you thought I was never going to follow through on that series I started back in October called Lessons from Everywhere, where I package up life lessons from a person or a hobby or an industry or some random place that maybe you weren't expecting as part of the podcast. And usually it's a top 10 list, lessons from that category. Last one was from the garbage men. This is the second installment, which is Lessons from Everywhere, The Fisherman. And this one is really near and dear to my heart. So I couldn't keep it to 10. I had to do at least 13 in a bonus. And I could probably do 100 on this one, try and keep it concise. Maybe we'll do a part two one day on this one. But today I've got 13. So number one, sometimes you need to let the bigger fish run. I learned this in... In my dating life, you know, when I finally was able to, um, you know, persuade the woman of my dreams to, to stay with me and, and, uh, live a life with me and get married. I realized that I, I, maybe when I was dating, I was always just trying to make things work. I was always trying to force it into the next step and kind of reel that fish in as hard and as fast as I could. But people and fish, we need space. We need to be able to decide that we're okay being pulled in, right? There's a lot of times when, in you know, my sales jobs where it's like, yeah, it's easy to kind of just do a quick little deal and, and pull that fish in. But when it's really something valuable, sometimes you got to give it space and patience. And it'll come back around. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, practice catch and release. And yeah, I've eaten a lot of fish and kept a lot of fish. But catch and release, it's something to think about when, you know, when you're fishing and you, you send, you catch, let's say you did catch a big fish. I always think it's great to put that thing back in the water and let it someone else catch it. It kind of goes back to one of the other lessons of, of don't take more than you need. And there's sometimes in life you do got to let things go. And I've, I've mentioned that a lot. Sometimes we think just keeping everything that comes our way is a good idea, but then you get home and you got to gut the whole fish, uh, you know, the, the whole mess of fish. And maybe you should just put those some of those back. Maybe they weren't right for you, these things in your life. And I, th- I think it's a, a decent lesson uh, in fishing and in life. Number three, be patient, persist, adapt. If it's not working, move or change. So when you're fishing, yeah, patience is going to be key. It is. Everybody says, oh, well, fishermen are usually really patient people. It's kind of a, either a learned or a, it's in our nature type of thing. I wouldn't say that I'm particularly patient, but I am when I'm on the water. I wish I could learn that more in, in my regular life here, but 
sometimes patience is not is not the you know you start with patience you got to be willing to keep going and then if it's just not working you have to adapt to the situation like if if the fish aren't biting and you're thinking, oh, I just, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep trying. Eventually, one's gonna bite. Sometimes that does work, and sometimes that's like the best fish you've ever caught in your entire life. But it's also worth thinking, you know, maybe I should just see if there's, if the fish have moved, if they're in a different spot. Maybe I should change what I'm putting on the line here. And there's all kinds of books and things about this. Like there's one called "Who Moved My Cheese." Sometimes we we keep going back to the same spot, expecting the same results, and Things have just changed. So we have to change and we have to adapt and we got to be willing to get up and move. Number four, fishing is always worth doing. Catching is better, but fishing is still good. It's kind of like that whole detach yourself from the outcome thing where it's like, you know, trust the process, fall in love with the effort. But I think fishing, it's an even cleaner example or metaphor because it's just so nice to be out, be alive. It's so nice to be out on the water and enjoy nature, be with the people that you want to be with or to be by yourself and just hear the birds and the river flowing and get back in touch with something besides your phone and reset. And if you catch a fish, that's so awesome, but you kind of can't lose, you know, every day's a gift in, in life. Every breath that we have is a flippin' gift. Every day is a whole new life. Just pumped to be here, pumped to have a chance to do this. Number five, respect the river, respect the fish, be grateful. I know that kind of ties in with what I was just saying. A lot of times, you know, I've been out on the water and people are just, ah, why aren't we catching any fish? Ah, you know, they're, they're leaving their worms in their trash and all their stuff all over the place picking the fish up and they're not holding them right. They're keeping them out of the water for a long time. They're throwing them back, letting them float belly up. And I don't hate them for that. I just, cause I used to do it all the time as a kid. And then a couple of times I went fishing with the people who, who really taught me a lot of respect for the nature of it and the fish and kind of the karma and, and how being grateful connects us to all these things around us. And you can tell me I'm being proofy, but I'm telling you, if if we can learn to respect everything, any any living thing, especially the people around us, the chance that we have to even be out there in this beautiful place and be grateful, then it changes the experience entirely. Number six, details matter, but make sure your line is on the water. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been... I've been out getting ready to go out on the water and it's usually, you know, I love fly fishing, but sometimes they can be a little bit elitist and, and purist <laughs> and, and I, I'm, I'm suiting up in the same stuff as them sometimes. And they're sitting here talking about all their, all this gear and stuff that they have and how their leader and their tippet and their line and, and the hatch and all these different things. And it's like standing there talking for, for an hour. Before they even, and it's like the sun's coming up and maybe we should just go fishing. It's easy to forget to keep the focus on the thing that we came here to do. Don't get so caught up in all the the side quests and stuff that's not as important as just 
getting out there, getting the line on the water, making it happen. Number seven, etiquette. Don't crowd, don't judge, don't hog. There's nothing worse than being in a spot and somebody comes in and they are like literally about to push you over just to get into your spot. They're kicking rocks on top of your head by accident. Or maybe you come up and there's people there and they're having this moment and this experience. And if you got good etiquette and you know kind of the code of the water and of the fishermen, then you know that there's other places you can go. And it's better for everybody. And don't be the guy that's on the water saying, oh, what do you, look at these, uh, we got bait fishermen here. And we're trying, we're trying to be fly fishermen on this beautiful river. And uh, now I got to deal with all these bait fishermen or, or whatever it is. It's kind of like in skiing where we're, we're and snowboarding where those two people kind of get a little, two types of folks on the mountain get a little judgy of each other. And, and that's how life is sometimes. It's like, what are we getting caught up in? Come on. Number eight, share the experience. There's certain times where it's like, man, I, I just got to get out and go fishing and reset my mind, get some time to myself. But you aren't really living until you take these great things, things that you love the most in your life, and share them with other people. Like there's no, there's nothing greater than, than finding something that is truly amazing to you that is like part of your big reason for living. And going to somebody else and saying, hey, I want to share this with you. Because it's going to be better for me to see you, to see you experience it as well and to and be here with you to do that. Number nine, conditions are less of an obstacle when you love it. I, I, I shouldn't say I, I'm not. Like, I have been a morning person before, but in general, like the vast majority of my life have not been a morning person. And I'm not a huge fan of the cold. I guess I'm kind of like I'm an outdoorsy guy. So I like I'm okay with rain and snow and and ice and stuff. But gosh, if it's just a regular weekday and I'm not doing anything outdoorsy, sometimes that stuff's just like, oh, come on. Like, why I got to get up so early? But when I'm going fishing, I'm telling you, I do not care. Time it is, I don't care how little sleep I got. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care how much it's raining or snowing. I don't care how scary the animals are in the water when there's moose and bear and stuff running around. I, it's not as much of an obstacle. It's just, it just doesn't, it's not even there almost. It, it's, and, and that's something to think about. When you really love something, when you really love it, all that other stuff is kind of just details. <laughs> it's kind of just part of the experience and part of the story. And sometimes it makes the story even better. Like I've had experiences some of my greatest stories in life and some of my most exciting ones to tell around the dinner table are moose and bear and beaver and laughing in the pouring down rain as my friend catches a eight pound brown trout and I go through the reeds and find him and see him holding this massive fish just, just laughing and, and we're soaking wet. And if we apply that to anything, it's like if I can find the things that I love and that wipe away a lot of the other stuff or maybe the, the stuff that's hard will actually make the story more, more beautiful. Number 10, let a guide show you what you are missing. This is a tough one for some people. It's like, no, nah, I know what I'm doing. I've been here. I know this spot just as well as anybody. Or, ah, you know, this is my, this is my stopping grounds. I know all these different uh, places. I know spots that the guides probably don't even know. And then 
you go with a guide and you're like, okay, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I thought I had it all figured out, but they really had more to show me. This is just a whole different experience. And I just got to a different level. How often in our lives do we think that that's for other people? It's not for, for people like me. I've got this figured out, or I don't think that'll really help me. That resource or that help that's sitting there waiting for me to, to use and, and kind of cut, cut off the learning curve and show me the, the little secrets that, that'll change my game completely. We just let it go. And then finally we, we try it out and it's like, there really are people that know things that we don't. There's a lot of them. 11, pay attention to the patterns and the changes in the patterns. It's so common to get out there and somebody is just bringing the fish in and you're like, ah, I don't, I don't see what they've got figured out. I'm doing all the same stuff. And then you realize that they have recognized some pattern in either the way they're kind of doing their presentation or they're reeling the fish in or, or, you know, reeling their fly or their, their rod or whatever their setup is. They've noticed something about the water, the air, the, all, how all of it fits together. And even though it looks like you're seeing the same thing and doing the same thing, you don't see the pattern. And so that's what makes all the difference. And sometimes you do see the patterns, but you're not seeing what changed in the pattern and those nuances. There's things in life that are a lot like that where it's, we're just not paying enough attention. We're not, we're not taking in every factor. We're not curious enough to see what we don't see or to try to figure out like those activities where you say, okay, we spot the difference. And it's two pictures that look the same and you kind of see, oh, okay, there's the, this one has like one less eyelash or something, <laughs> whatever the, the cartoon is. And that's kind of a lot how fishing is. It's like spot the difference. And if we're too preoccupied with our way of doing things and our expectations or what we think we have figured out in life, we're not playing spot the difference. We're not, we're not even paying attention to the patterns anymore. They could be changed right in front of us without us knowing. Number 12, it's not just what you see, it's what you don't see too. There is so much happening under that water. And sometimes all we think is, oh, look at that. I see them all rising up. I see, I see them jumping out of the water. They're going to eat anything. They're going to eat anything that I see that happens. Well, 90% of life is stuff we don't see. And I'm going to do a whole lessons for everywhere on that one. But, you know, under the water, there might be bugs floating by. It might be murky. It might be clear. It might be kind of a stained water. There might be some kind of spawning thing happening. There may be a weird hatch happening under the water where, you know, these, these different things are emerging. And we think we, we know what we're seeing is just a bunch of bugs flying on top of the water and the fish are just hungry because the sun's going down. And it's like, actually, it's, it's 20 other things that we can't even see. So be willing to, to realize that there's more, there's more going on than you think. Number 13, if the spot gets popular, let everyone else go pressure it out. Sometimes there's this amazing place and it's just, you know, it's your kind of your honey hole where you're, 
Like I, I, nobody else knows about this. I figured something out. And then all of a sudden everybody goes and, and figures it out and they go there and the fish are just not even biting anymore because there's so many people spooking them and there's just, it's just saturated and overcrowded. And this is kind of like the whole idea of what they call the blue ocean strategy where it's like, yeah, sometimes when there's blood in the water and the sharks are, you got to swim with the sharks and everything's getting ripped up. It's like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go find another spot for now and I'll come back when this water is blue again <laughs> and there's not this feeding frenzy in it. And that new spot you find becomes 10 times better than that super popular one because you went out and found the blue ocean or the, you know, the, the place that wasn't, it's kind of the idea of just try the opposite of what everyone's doing. Go your own way, run your own race, figure something else out because that's, you're not fishing. This is not a big competition. It's, it's life, you know, and bonus is just one thing. It's fishing. I said this at the beginning. It's not just a hobby, it's a connection and a bond and a legacy. A lot of times we think that everything that we do in life needs to be so profound and deep and serious. And sometimes it's just these little fun things that we do that, that really bring us together. And that's part of the biggest reason we do the way the bonfire is one of the main missions of it. I don't know if I if I brought this out as clearly as I should have. Yet, I just want to bring more of the world together. Go get them. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I love the chance to make your day better in some way. Whether that ends up being just a quick reset that you needed to change things up, or even just a laugh or some fresh perspective. If you're getting value out of it, can you please do me a favor and share it with someone else? Because as more people find and listen to the show, I'm able to bring more good stuff more often. It is the fuel to the bonfire. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback and any thoughts or ideas or questions you have so we can be more connected and make the show even better with your input and your inspiration. The quickest way to do that is to send a message to my Instagram handle at wayofthebonfire which is also included in the show notes. And if you just want to avoid accidentally scrolling on social media, you can send me an email at nate at wayofthebonfire.com. And you know it, but make sure you click that follow button so you can catch new episodes as soon as they're available. Keep tending the bonfire, and we'll see you on the next one.